0: I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn, because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here, especially because I have two wonderful people with me today and I am giddy. I really am giddy. About this conversation, we're gonna have. Um, we're gonna dive into the astrology of this year. And I am not an astrology expert by any means, but I love astrology and I try to take as much as I can from listening to these beautiful humans talk about it. So, who better than to have them on and give us some insights for what's to come in 2024 according to the astrology? So, Shannon takes and Kitty Foss, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. How are you all doing? Always a pleasure. Thanks, Jeanette.
1: Yes, I, I'm very excited. I'm happy always to talk about the stars. And it's it's quite the year, so there's there's just no ands, ifs or buts. We are on the runway. There's no getting off this plane. It's it's ready to go. You, you know, know, what I
0: gotta say, that's how Spirit has been giving it to me too. That January, they're like, sorry, but it's moving, it's fast, it's happening, it's a good thing but get running kind of thing was the energy. And so it's interesting that you're giving that runway analogy because I really feel that from a non-astrology standpoint. So I love when the two of them connect. Um, so let's start with where did we start? What What's happened? We, we've we stepped into January. What did we step into? Is it a mud puddle or are we hey, stepping into the can
2: ice? you share what you shared with us to start before we hit so,
1: we started the year, you know, we, we know Mercury went interact, so that was, you know, that was a big deal, um, moved by the fourth into Capricorn, and Shannon, God love your Capricorn moon, um, but we had a grand trine, a, and a grand trine for those is an epic conversation that was going to happen all year long, it's. I always tell people it's like a milkshake, and you put a flavoring in it. You can't pull it back out. It's always mixed in there. And it was a grand trying. And it's a, it's a lot of daily energy because it was a sun, our sun that was in Capricorn, our moon which was in Leo, the sign of the the private energy of the sun. So that's interesting all by itself. Um, and I happen to be a Leo moon and Jupiter, Jupiter that's in Taurus. So this is really about the larger structure. How we're pushing the uh, limits and the boundaries with by holding ourselves that in that Leo moon of holding ourselves and what hypnotizes us and our space. So it expands. And when we do that, we are in tremendous expansion that is stabilizing us and it's stabilizing us as a, a species. And so that's a really interesting kind of overview of the year. Can I hold my individual space so the bigger structure is able to expand and change? And of course, with you know, Pluto sitting there at 29 degrees of Capricorn, transforming what that's gonna look like, Neptune in its last year of Pisces, end of a 14 year cycle, getting ready to go to Aries, which is gonna spark spirit and a, is a different direction. It's the different dreams. That's why I said we're we're taxing on the runway. And there's, there's, you know, the only thing that's going to stop us is the, um, what are they called, the, the air marshals maybe tackling somebody along the way, but we're taking off. That's what we're doing, and it's very fast. It is a, a
0: extremely fast. Yeah, that momentum. I really like what you said about stabilizing us as a species because that's what I really got too from my guides with 2020 to 2024 shaking us up enough, asking us who we are, so that here we step into 2024 knowing ourselves better and rooting into it and creating from there, which is like a stability in a sense. So I just, I think that's so cool. Shannon,
2: what's your take? Well, I was just listening to Kitty and I was like, huh, I'm a cat moon. I'm a Leo sun with three other planets in Leo and I have Jupiter on my rising sun. So I was like, huh, maybe this is going to be my year. I think so. I Are think you so. Know? Yeah. Besides that. Um, Get some sleep get some sleep that is music to my ears kitty yeah um I yeah I feel the same um because I have a lot of Aquarian energy in my chart as well so I'm definitely all about um, one of my favorite hashtags to use is team humanity and um so uh like how are we using? How so? Back it up. Saturn and Pisces says to me: um, curate and create. If you don't have one already, a spiritual practice. Oh, it's January eleventh, and my computer says eleven eleven right now. I see it. Um, that's awesome. And um, so, c- curate or create uh, uh, a spiritual practice that is going to ground you because. We might be on the runway, but when we take off in 2025, 2026, not to worry anybody, but this is kind of like figure out how to remain grounded, stay grounded, stay calm, have um, a belief system that gets you through hard times. I don't know. Um, and because because the thing, you know, with Pluto, Pluto energy is death and rebirth, right? Literally, sometimes. And we can't rebirth the thing that is actively dying right now, which is old structures, old belief systems, old patterns, um, old knowingness. Um, We can't rebirth the thing until the death of the thing, and that's a very uncomfortable place to sit. And so I think a lot of what we've been coached into in the last few years is starting to really create a relationship with discomfort. And I think Saturn in Pisces is, uh, is our is our key to having some comfort, or at least being accepting of some discomfort through your spiritual practices through whatever gets you through your day, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditating, tapping, journaling, a gratitude practice, running, skiing, riding a bike, Whatever ways in which you can find groundedness in your daily life, I think this is, um, this is critical actually. And Saturn has been in Pisces for about a year. So we've probably been working with that energy already. I know I've been feeling it and trying to really, um, curate better, a more solid practice, a more consistent, solid practice said the Capricorn moon, never getting it done well enough. And, um, and so, and then Pluto into Aquarius is all about team humanity. How are we going to rebuild the new world so that it is fair and equitable for all and liber- liberating for all? And that's kind of the energy that I see and feel in my daily life. And when I look ahead and think, okay, this is going to be an interesting, interesting year of, I think, more foundational building so that mm-hmm. we can all be prepared for building the next. Right. The, the beautiful vision that we all hold in our hearts, you know
0: right so question then what are some of the uh main themes I know you you both have mentioned some Aquarius things some Pluto things um what are some what are some of those specific ones for this year and either maybe like the dates or the the season of them that you are aware of that are going to be significant points this year things for people to kind of keep an eye out for
2: Okay, Um,
0: Kitty. Do you want to
1: jump in Um, first of all? I love what you said because it's like the plane's taking off. Figure out what your seatbelt. Click it. Figure out how to hold yourself there. I think that that was absolutely uh, spot on.
2: Yeah, the mask. The mask analogy. Put it on first. You can't help. Put it on first. All of the. Yeah, all of those things because in this
1: energy of this taking off and this transformation, um, one of the themes for this year is, um, and I'm going to borrow the word from uh, someone else, our relationship with prophecy. How do we look at, you know, it is, there is discomfort, but how do we even look at the discomfort? What's the prophecy we put around discomfort? I'm actually reading a book called um, From uh, Chaos to Clarity, and that is a big kind of thing this year. How do we look at what we think mankind can be or what we limit them to be. And it's, and it's not about positive toxicity. I I get that, you know, Um, this is real work. And a big theme is groups because of this Pluto. And can I, um, I I kind of got a really big idea of why my heart spent so much time in Gemini, (laughs) like seven months, because we needed to figure out how to align our will with holding the components of opposites, so that when we are in groups, we can develop groups that accept the diversity, not try to streamline it to be all one way, because we have the potential as human beings to have new ways to oppress each other or new ways to expand each other. And so how do we, you know, looking at the components of opposite, it's not mob rule, it's more what is true consensus. You know, consensus is I can live with this. It's not perfect. It's how I put this stuff together. And so, and as we have Jupiter is going to move into Gemini. And so since Jupiter is moving into Gemini in May, it really is about now me speaking, holding those components of opposites, me experiencing and learning those components of opposites. And groups is a huge thing this year. The, the groups that... Um. What's the word I want? Um, Are sustainable for us? Bring all everything that Shannon said. Bring forth for ourselves. Are able to hold ourselves, our circles that nourish us. And it's all right. We've been looking to let go of those things that you know. Accepting. um, Recently, I came to an understanding about judgment. I'm I'm starting to use the word assessment instead. Not judgment. I'm assessing what's going on here as long as I keep it about me. Judging is when I tell you you need to be something else or that you are something. Assessing is how is this for me? So that's a huge uh, theme of this year is how are we going to, in this plane taking off, create real groups, real common vision, not new ways to oppress each other or mob rule kinds of things. And as, you know, right across the American election, we have Pluto in um, that retrograde back into Capricorn for a very short period of time before it for twenty years stays in Aquarius. That's good news. That's about the, the we've taken the vision once again and we're getting, we're opening those structures up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. And I think we're going to have two ways of people seeing it in those components. So,
0: all right, when, Shannon. When when does that happen? First of all, so. Um, Jupiter going into Gemini, you said happens in May. Is that like the May. Yeah, I,
1: I, I should have pulled the days
0: out. In That's front okay. Of me. That's okay. Yeah, it is in May. It is and in May. And then when does uh, Pluto move into Aquarius finally? 20th of, the, 20th of
1: this month, it moves back into Aquarius, Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah. and in September, it will be retrograding back into Capricorn. It, it starts its retrograde.
2: And uh, November, Jeanette, it officially November. goes into Aquarius in November. So just, okay. you know, around the U.S. election and into yeah, the... Right. It, it's yeah, like, I think
1: yeah, it's, it's like the 14th or 15th of November. It goes back and it's the middle of September. It retrogrades back into that Capricorn yeah. place, right, a, truly, yeah. right across the U.S. election. So.
0: so it's really like rejigging the energy or the fit and being like, are sure this is what you want. Would that be a way to describe it kind of with it going back into retro... Retrograding back into Capricorn for just a little bit before it fully solidifies into Aquarius, is that kind of going back into that analytical sense of Capricorn and being like, okay, are you sure this is where you want to go and how you want to do it? And then it fits in and then we move forward?
1: It's yes. It's all of those. It also pulls stuff apart. It takes it apart. It pushes the limitations. Um, It is the... It is, it is the energy of what matters most to us, and sometimes we have to come way down to figure out what matters most to us. It is the potential as well. So the answer to that is yes,
2: it's all of those. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. If, if um, anybody's lived through like a Pluto transit on their sun or their moon or their rising sun, it literally is a death of self. And I can speak to that because I, I had that happen to me about seven years ago. And I am completely transformed to who I was back then, to who I am now as far as like values and um, um, ideas and, and just a new, a new awareness. So it, it's a really big deal. Pluto was a very um, powerful And that's a key word to keep in mind because it's not just destructive in its death. It actually offers us personal power moving forward and personal power leads to collective power, right? Mm -hmm. So it is, what are we going to do with that power when we build the new thing? And then, so that's just a riff on a little Pluto thing there, since we're talking about it moving back and forth from Capricorn to Aquarius. Um, And I would also say it's one last peek at, because it's going backwards, right? It's looking back at the Capricorn energy, one last peek at, is there anything we want to bring forward or is this all just like breaking down? Are we just going to break this all down? Okay. So it's like one last little peek at it and then bust forward, you know? Um, And then back to that plane analogy, if I can, going back to Saturn and Pisces and creating a spiritual practice or just a a grounding practice, because... Even the word spiritual is getting like overplayed and whatever. We are spiritual beings. We all have it in us. We just need to sit still long enough to hear it, right? Um, But that whole plane analogy, I guess we're going to carry it forward in this podcast. So when I said jokingly, put your mask on yourself first, it is the big cliche, right? You can't help anybody until you have helped yourself first instead of dying in the seat without any oxygen, right? Um, And that is a great analogy for why and we've talked about this Jeanette on a podcast that we did about grief and loss why do the work why lean into grief and loss that's not exactly a joy ride and the and the answer it's 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 coming stronger for me as months roll on because when we don't do the work we cannot we cannot support anybody through anything so much back to Saturn and Pisces and creating a grounding practice for yourself. Um, we're really starting to realize, I think, especially in the last, I don't know, few months, um, when we are not grounded, when we are just triggered and reacting and, and just not grounded in our daily life, we are of no use to anybody else. Right? So, so I think we're starting to understand that our personal healing is, absolutely critical for a collective healing and we don't have to look far or wide to see why it's important today so before we go out and build the new thing hi pluto and aquarius um we really need to take time this year so back to your question what's the theme i see healing 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 and more healing because chiron is conjuncting and trining all kinds of things all through the year and i we don't have time to get into like all the dates and all the trines and all the conjuncts but it's fair to say Chiron is a major player Chiron is the wounded healer so it's not it's it's about like have we done the healing on ourselves what did venus do last year to us all last summer in its little retrograde she was just like she was just playing with us to say what are your values Where do you, what's, put your money where your mouth is. Is it really important to you? You know? And so I see when anybody asks me what's 2024, I'm like, he'll heal and heal some more to get ready for the next two years. And there's a little fun in it too because Jupiter going into Gemini is i find very fun, very light. And one word I'd like to add to what you had said Kitty about all that Gemini energy, the the divisiveness of the the two perspectives is curiosity. And curiosity mm-hmm. is a superpower in anything, right? In grief, in loss, in sitting in a room with you know as a mediator or anything, it's like how do we get anywhere without asking questions? So I love that about Gemini coming into like a real um fun position and it always it always feels like curious little monkey you know ask more questions to get to the answers so I just want to throw that in there too I love that yes I, I
1: absolutely curiosity that's a because there's there's a serious theme this year
2: and there's a joyful peace. and it, it They have off- to live together. They have to live together. After the last three years that we have lived through and going to continue to live through, we have to find joy and a little bit of shits and giggles every now and again to offset the hardness of what we've lived through in the last few years and what we continue to live through. Because let's not kid anybody, and let's not get in the last way.
1: decades with personal autonomy and power within. And this is the year, I would call it, Shannon, we practice it. We really yeah. pr- into practice I hold my space so I hold my space in this group and Got that in. allows that allows the healing for all of us because yes. I've been playing with this I love the the la- Venus that's why I kept going what's Mars doing Mars will let me see the components the curiosity which one do I want to go to that's I I'm going to steal that big time do it.
2: It's um, one of my favorite words for Gemini energy. When I give a reading, you know, people always are so down on Gemini's, like, you're so flighty, you can't pick a thing. You're just always here, there, and everywhere. It's like, Gemini. yeah, you're supposed to be. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to Gemini. be. <laughs> I'm like curious, and I'm a pretend Gemini. I get the vibe. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's my descendant.
1: I can yeah. see the thing. I want to be in the middle. How do I hold that and and mm. allow both pieces of it? Gemini is an amazing peacekeeper because it wants to have fun. It wants to invite you. It wants to, yeah. So, yeah. love that.
2: This yeah. is fun. <laughs> more questions, more questions, more curiosity to get us out of this mess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and I really like what keeps coming up too is this like group initiative and groups coming together to either create something good or create something negative. I have been talking like nonstop, Spirit brings it through every month, almost every reading, the concept of divine partnerships for 2024. It has just been nonstop and it's still being reiterated. And I love that, astrologically speaking, that coming together in groups, because divine partnerships doesn't just mean a romantic pairing, right? It's a group and family, community groups, you name it. Collaboration, yeah. Yeah, collaborating together to create something more. I absolutely love when those absolutely repeated messages are literally
2: written in the stars. Yeah. that like, yeah. And and uh, something's coming in as you're talking about that because uh, we have to acknowledge the privilege seat that we sit at to have the time and the resources to work on our 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 our, our daily practices, right? So we have to for the collective. There's no choice. We yeah. we are sitting in the biggest seat of privilege. If we don't do it, who? Mm-hmm. If we can't help, who is going to? Right. So that's another reason why you can take this year and you can lean towards. A bit of selfishness towards that practice, because actually, it's 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 helping the collective as a whole. I mean, yeah,
0: stabilizes frequencies, right? Which is what this year is about is also stabilizing us as a species, like you guys did. So, and it's our psychic boundaries, it's our intuition, it's holding that
1: space, and the only way to hold that space, as Shans said, is to hold it, Mm -hmm. is to figure out what that means, is to. Uh, and we've been practicing, practicing, practicing. Now, how is this? It's a very expressive year of putting it to action. That's what the speed's about. Mm-hmm. Lots of things coming to us to practice. Lots of um, uh, information to heal, put together, and pr- change the trajectory mm-hmm. of what, you know, that's why it's important to understand there are new ways we each e- oppress each other, yeah. or we can, Accept that diversity. And to accept the diversity, we have to accept all the pieces of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what activates us, uh, some people use the word trigger, what activates us is yeah. an opportunity to do something.
2: Yeah. At that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for always, you always have new words that I learn when we hang out. I love that. Yeah. It's I, so true. I, I will give credit to, I was
1: been a long time member of Al Anon, and yeah. somebody once said in a meeting, I don't like trigger because that feels like I don't have any control. I like activate because then I use discernment. I'm like, that's mine for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's a reason that Saturn is known as the great teacher. Saturn, again, being in Pisces, this whole like grounding practice that we're working on and Gemini um, with Jupiter going into Gemini, it's like, have fun with it, play with it. Maybe coloring's your jam. Maybe, 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 maybe something, you know, maybe you've never tried a hobby that puts you in flow that gives you this ability to tap into something of yourself. Um, so have fun with it and practice it just like you said, right? Like practice that is Saturn. It's like, he's the teacher, you know, he's the one that gives the five gold stars if you nail it. And right. There's always rewards if you, if you try, if you practice, you know. And and if, if you're kind of looking for where
1: to practice, um, I have a group we get together and last night we talked about, look where your Saturn is. What house? Yeah. Where can you have this conversation in your house? Mine happens to be in the first. This is, this is the kind of thing I can do to help develop it. Look where you can have your conversation to support in mm-hmm. that practice, that teacher, that what is important to me, Um planet
0: yeah Yeah. okay I have another question are there any uh transits or alignments or whatever that are very um just very fruitful right like kind of not about the healing not about the deep work the crumbling and not that those are always inherently bad but are there some that are just there to like fill our cup
2: are there any like that I tell you, I think Jupiter going into Gemini is is so playful. Yeah, it is. That's a hard question for me because I do just see this year as a healing time, personally. Um, But I also think Jupiter going into Gemini is activating something playful and joyful for us. Um, But... Yeah, maybe Kitty, you have a a better response, but I I just see it as. Oh, I love your I love your response. Well, I, and yeah. and and when you say where's your Saturn in your chart, mine's in the eighth house. So I'm like, is there nothing fun about healing and growth work? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I thought yeah. that's fun. Yeah, but well,
1: okay, yeah, we, I'm warped. So yeah. well, putting. I have a packed eighth house in Virgo, so I get it. It's like I'm I'm always like as soon as I'm done, and my. My Saturn is in Capricorn in the first house, so I'm going to show it to you. You're going to see it as I'm working on all of those little pieces. Um, I guess the one that comes to mind is the to- total solar eclipse on Ooh. April 8th. Um, it's in Aries. And because we have this nodal axis, which is going to be shifting, right? Beginning of 2025 is like a larger astrological. Um, And uh this Aries energy, because we've got Libra who's uncovering constantly what have I bought into t- that I thought was bringing me harmony that's going, no, no, it's not. So I'm letting it go. I'm looking at my beliefs. Venus has been, like she said, retrograde. That Libra energy this year and all of those lunar and solar um, eclipses. But this the total is an Aries. It is the, uh, you know, that song by Sia, I'm unstoppable. It is that unstoppable um, and by the way, the darkness is going to be from Texas all the way across up to Maine, up into Nova Scotia, that total oh, wow. solar eclipse, right across into the States through Canada. And it is, um, it's, your heart is awaiting for a renewal with Aries and Aries is going to launch it. There is a light Ooh. to bring the spiritual we need, the plot twist in your game. You know, it's going to be kind of, Joyfully serious, which is an oxymoron, I get it, up to that point. And then we have this this reclaiming your game. Um, this plot twist that says, ah, that's where I'm going. I, I think it's pretty exciting that total solar eclipse in Aries on the eighth. So that's what came to mind immediately for me.
2: I would be remiss not to mention that I think it's conjunct Chiron, but hey, don't let me be the Debbie Downer in the room. Well, <laughs> but but I,
1: Chiron and Aries is a, a powerful tool of I'm taking this mask off. I'm taking this mask off. I'm going to be authentic. And what you're talking about, if I'm doing the work and I'm doing the practices every single day, Chiron and Aries says, yes, you're your authentic self. Now it's a tool. You'll be showing other people how to be your authentic self. So, yeah, uh, it's not a Debbie Downer. It's it's the reality of what are the choices I'm making as I get there. So
2: And I With think Mercury is part of that party. So what do we think? Yeah perceiving yeah sorry Jeanette
0: okay um question and this is this is my non astral brain so does it also make sense with that total lunar sorry total solar eclipse the Chiron and the Aries could that also be um letting go of wounds like if Chiron's present in Aries is so fiery and sparky it just kind of like lights it on fire and it's done like can it also be those awarenesses that just let us release it
1: the north node is in Aries too. It's your soul. It's your soul okay. going throw away that stuff, man. Take those masks off. The mm-hmm. the wound is healing or healed. Now use it as a tool. What have you learned about how to be your authentic self? So yeah.
0: Um, so in it, some it, in some ways it could be lighting up for people where they may like no longer be wounded. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes we're so used to healing and healing and healing you take the bandaid off and you realize, "Oh, it's actually
2: healed." Yeah. I think Venus retrograding last year throughout the summer. I think a lot of people have stories to go off of that. And I think that was the beginning of healing. And I think you're absolutely right. And also throughout the year, if I'm not mistaken, um, the eclipse season is always in Libra and Aries this year. So it's not just getting one kick at the can. And Oh, we have Pisces. Sorry? September 17th is in Pisces. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, and
1: the one introduction into the next nodal axis that s- steps up this year. Yeah, okay. But you're right.
2: Yeah. yeah, and so I would dare say yes, Jeanette, because uh, the North Node is indicative of our, our collective future, you know, like our collective soul, you can say. And mm-hmm. the South Node is our past, so absolutely it's about um, letting go and or kaboom. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. You know,
1: like. And, and that goes right along actually with that that partial lunar eclipse in Pisces. We're at the end of a 14-year cycle for for that Pisces Neptune energy, for a brand new Aries spirit cycle. And whether that's the opening of portals into uh, other realms, I have this been hearing this whole thing about we're going to understand that angels and our galactic friends are some of the same. Um, and we are the only people that oh, are yeah. separating them.
2: Jeanette totally. she laughs. Yeah. laughs. She's like, oh yeah. They've been yeah. in the for the last few years. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. They are.
1: We're gonna be they're so much more present as we move into this new understanding with spirit in Aries. And um, we're the ones that have separated them. Well, we have angels and we have galactics. Now they're kind of probably the same thing. So, you know, we just had to give them a title. That's us.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So wow, that's exciting. That's um, all of this is. It's really interesting, and I also feel like it's really a year of, like, choose what you want to do with it and what you want to make of it. I don't, my sense is that this isn't, like, a year of the waterfall, like, say, 2020, where we all are just being thrown off this waterfall. We don't know where we're going. We don't, like, we don't know anything, and we're free-falling or tumbling down the hill. It feels like now we've got some street cred with this. (laughs) And like, we've got some street smarts and how to deal with ourselves and with other people. And it's like really back to personal responsibility and choices. Now this year, you can either make this year really good and forge forward, or you could whirl around and kind of say victim or complacency. But the choice is yours. Would you say that would be accurate? Like, is this a really like choice heavy I would say so
2: with Saturn and Pisces. I mean, Saturn is all about responsibility and Saturn is all about like marking you on how hard you're working. And mm, okay. yeah, I mean, when you say the word responsibility, I think, yeah, that's Saturn and Pisces that, for sure. I think so. It's that trine
1: we started the year with. What is the engine? My That whole sun, that power of Capricorn and the structure I want to be, who I want to be, the bigger picture, that intuitive of who that is for me and Leo, that moon, and then jupiter expand expand baby expand however you're going to do it I, I do think this is what i feel is there is a separation coming too for those willing to embrace it and there is a whirl for those who are trying to hold you know what's mm-hmm. what's um kind of going on and keep it the same and and are you it's that component do i amplify the fear uh, of some of a change or do I, the excitement of the change,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: still a change. no way around the change part, no yeah. way around the change part, unless you can really pull yourself off and good luck with that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a really exciting year. It's an eight. So that's a great number. numerology wise. Yes. And it's the year, of the dragon. Mm-hmm. So the wood dra- and the wood dragon at that, it is the, the earth the the wood wood is always in communication trees are always in communication and so that is we are dealing with that that's that whole mercury piece that we've got going the gemini piece as jupiter moves saturn and pisces focus that flow baby focus where you you know you're you're Mm -hmm. moving so i'm excited about this year yeah ask me at the end of the year how that went
2: (laughs) i was gonna say something but jeanette did were you gonna jump in because i was no no go ahead yeah you said the word retrograde and it reminded me about the retrogrades the mercury retrogrades for the year cuz everybody freaks out, mercury's mm-hmm. retrograde. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh Chiron's doing a dance with each mercury retrograde. Hate to drag that little guy in the conversation again, but again, back to healing. So, um the first one is in Aries and then Leo and then Sagittarius near the end of the year. And um and and Chiron is all about it. Like Ch- Chiron is all around the mercury retrogrades. So, it's in a fire sign, which is, well, I don't know, Kitty, what's your take on Mercury retrograde? Sim, fire sign. I, well, I, I'm born with Mercury retrograde in a retrograde. So okay.
1: my first take is usually it's more other people's issues than mine. During Mercury retrograde, I inherit them because I kind of deal in life in Mercury retrograde. Okay. I, I think Mercury retrograde is a gift. When I, what do I think about it, it too. is. It's basically things make you pause, go inward, look at how you are communicating, you're experiencing it, things slow down your technology. So pause, it's that pause or stop, pause, reset, stop, pause, reset. And we get it three times a year. What a gift that something um, steps in. And the fact that it's in all these fire energies this year is really, um, it's all the fire energies this year. So that's pretty interesting all by itself. Mm-hmm.
2: And like right, like yeah, the, um, sort of on the heels of the the eclipse in April is I, I believe Chiron is conjuncting Mercury in the first Mercury retrograde, which is all about how do we perceive life? What are we thinking? What what what? How are we communicating? What's what's our what's our mind tricking us into believing? You know, and so I think there's absolutely some amazing healing going on there. Whether you I think that's a good time or not. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, so I, I just see it as very, very interesting and exciting because it's not just about Chiron. There's much more other um planetary activity around all the Mercury retrogrades that we'll probably discuss as the year rolls on. But there is some fun and and uh and sudden changes, sudden happenings with Uranus having a little bit of a play in there too. So um it's not all just healing, healing, healing. You can expect some sudden changes and that could just be waking up one morning, um, you know, accidentally catching a, a video on Instagram or something that informs you of something you knew nothing about. Like me this morning, I saw something in the garment industry and I was like, wow, you know, just like, wow, I'm, I instantly can't look at shopping the same way anymore. Just things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and how much of that have we had in the last few years? I would dare say quite a bit. And, and that for me, that goes back to that whole idea. Of what, what relationship do I have with
1: prophecy when I look at these things? I, I really don't know the outcome. So my, that doom and gloom prophecy, or is it that it's an illusion of the, where, what am I projecting? And then just stay in my moment then. Because totally. my relationship with prophecy, which w- how I think when I wake up and see this, is you know, um, yeah. What what do I do with it? I just mm-hmm. that's something I'll be thinking about all year. What is my relationship with prophecy? And as as those Libra energies uncover my beliefs, oh, perhaps I've got a doom and gloom prophecy in there that I didn't even know I was aligning some of my thoughts around so
0: yeah Yeah. you know and speaking of that prophecy piece I really want to share too how much spirit has taught me over the years how much prophecy is the highest probability always and I really say that for everybody listening that like when you hear a prophecy of something prediction of something it's giving a probability That at any moment, choices can create changes in that, both in the direction you want it to go and maybe the direction you don't want it to go. And those are things you cannot control besides your own self. So it absolutely always comes back to, what am I going to do in this moment based on the knowledge I have at this moment? And that's where you can make choices and live your life. And if we make choices too far based on our relationship with prophecy, how we see it, it can really derail what's happening in the present moment both good or bad, right? Because we could hear a prophecy that is like, yeah, I'm aligned with that. This is going to happen. All is going to work out. And then you don't do anything and you become complacent and you miss all the steps on the way to it. And then the same thing can happen with a more negative one, right? Like it can change. And so I love that that theme is coming up for this year of relationship with prophecy because it's asking to tune into your own discernment And also get back into the present moment where life is happening right now. And then you'll either get there or you won't. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Like you said, recently for me, um, I am a Pisces South Node and a Virgo North Node. And so as a Pisces South Node, judgment, oh, judgment, ah, don't judge. So Me taking the word assessment in the moment, I'm assessing from what I know versus I'm telling you what to do, what to do. I'm assessing what my next step is. And the the word I got from spirit this year, last year was compassion. Um, I have my own words. I pick courage, whatever, was understanding. And as soon as I say it, I hear them whisper underneath, patience. understanding is a patience, is a waiting, is is it letting assessing in the moment. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, I'm glad spirit tells you that because it's a really great reminder for me. Yeah,
2: when and, me too. and what comes to mind when you use the word patience is patience with the process. So patience with the non-understanding we have today of where we're going, the non-knowingness of how we're going to build the thing before the other thing dies, like patience in the process, mm-hmm. which is not easy. It's not easy for anybody. And it's definitely not easy if you're going through your own personal challenges with patience in the mm-hmm. process of whatever you're going through. So right. again, um, yeah, I just love that word, patience. Yeah. Yeah, it gets me through a lot of uh, patience and trust have been my mantra for many, many years when I'm in a jam.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, I used to teach my students and younger kids,
1: in um, South Africa, um, in a certain particular tribe, they mush the turnip. And they sing a song, Mashu Kanche Chu Chua, and it just means patience because it takes so long to do it. And I uh, used to teach the kids, like when we were in transition, sing that song. And I still sing it to myself today as I'm putting something together. When Mercury retrogrades and something goes a little awry, Mashu Kanche Chu Chua. <laughs> <like>, patience, <laughs> I patience. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's
2: beautiful. So, Maybe okay. put that song on your website. <laughs> Just yeah, there you go. recording. <laughs> totally yeah. right. We go. I'm, I I'm serious. There are generations of
1: children running around going "Ma Kanchu," like because that's what we would sing. What does that mean? Ah. Patience. You know, in the transition, that's and that's when we would sing it in the transition. And here we are transitioning to the air, whatever that's going to be. So,
0: yeah, absolutely amazing. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. This has just been so enlightening. Um, I feel even more like positive than before. Just, I don't know, it feels like we've got good runners on we got sturdy ground, right? So we're ready to go and our backpacks are full, we're good. We're not in flip-flops and half thrown out here ready to run, right? Like we're we're set, I feel that. And so um, thank you so much for bringing this information through, this is beautiful. And I also want to say that I will put the links to each of you and how people can connect with you if they want to look further into readings and connections and chats and whatever. So I'll put that in the in the notes below and the description box below, depending where you're watching this. Thank you again to both of you. Thanks for having us. Thanks
1: Thanks for having us. It's it's so much fun. It really is. It It is is
0: fun. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you so very much. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Have a good one.